1: everybody and welcome to another episode of Game T No JP we are on episode four without the lovable guy. As always, I am Czar. I am Peaches
2: and I am Zach going in my rightful order. I really screwed up that order there, didn't
3: I? <laughs> <laughs> it's so confusing when you go first because it's like oh shit I, I have a line here but without JP here, there's no uh, signal. <laughs> Stressful. We're lost. Well, shit, guys, what have you been playing? Ooh,
1: that's a great way to open an episode. Um, I have been inspired to go back and play Kingdom Hearts because I realized that I was a fool and I have never actually played Birth by Sleep, which had I actually played that, I might have stood a chance and beat JP at our Kingdom Hearts music mayhem. But <laughs> oh well.
2: <laughs> and I have been... Designing my Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. Ooh. Designing? What does that mean? I got cool new skins for the winds. Oh, shit. Do you, do got me-
3: cool winds. you got Blastoise with the sunglasses?
2: Not yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh,
1: come on. Squirtle Squad.
2: I know. I, I use... So I'm trying to spend any money in the game. So I, I only have so much currency, you know? So I just bought the Blastoise with a suit so we could look dapper, be sophisticated, you know? Oh, nice! That's good Ooh. too. Yeah, and so then, then they released the firefighter outfit, and I was like, "You bastards!" <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> what about you, Peaches? What well, are you, you playing? Also...
3: Well, hold on, I, I don't, I don't want to interrupt Zara. Zar, what did you have? I was going to throw say, onto the dapper. You've also
2: been playing Metroid uh, Dread, didn't you? Uh, beat that recently? I did. I did just beat it, um, and I cannot wait to tell you all about it when I do a nice comprehensive review on it because. I'm pretty hyped for it. Heck
1: yeah. Look forward to Zach's dissertation on Metroid Dread.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, you <laughs> know
3: what? Um, Zach, do, we got, do you got a Game of the Year contender there? Or is it not going to hit your radar that hard? I think I have a Game of the Year contender. Absolutely. Ooh. Do you think it can
2: win? Maybe not. But for me, it's pretty good.
3: Let's go. Fuck yeah. Well, now on to what I've been playing. You know, your boy has been hitting up the new world. And Cana Bridges Spirits, and also Balloons Tower Defense Six. Hey, uh, absolutely, <laughs> hell yes, Balloons Tower. <laughs> I'm a busy fella, and you know when you don't have a lot of time, just throwing up a round of balloons. It's a it's a good uh like calming game before you go to bed, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's the little things that make life worth living, right? Yeah, just popping some downright dastardly balloons. Hell yeah! Well. Do you guys think we should go ahead and get into the actual meat of the podcast? Oh, you said meat. We should. All right. As we
1: said before, JP is not here. But that is all right, because we have some stellar news for all of you fine listeners out there.
3: Who wants to do the itinerary? I'll I'll take care of it. Each will No, Zach, you get off. This (laughs) is this is my episode. All right. I specifically picked out two articles that are good for me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) so today on the podcast we have god of war coming to pc we have a new game announcement from concerned ape the maker of stardew valley and we have some bad news for czar as xbox game pass sales are not where microsoft would like them lastly we got some quick takes and game releases sounds awesome Well, maybe not for me, but anyway, (laughs) we'll get to that. Yeah. So, Zach, do you want to take this first article since I know you dabbled in the God of War? Yeah, yeah. uh, Recently. So, Jim Ryan, a few
2: weeks back, two weeks back now, we we talked about he wanted to reach over 100 million consumers, which uh, PlayStation do good, but not that good. Um, And so, we figured it was foreshadowing to something like this. So, God of War is coming to Windows PC in January, according to Cole Carpenter Polygon. Uh, the TLDR is that they announced this um, Wednesday via a PC announced trailer on YouTube. It's coming to Windows PC. First, with that being said, I'll go over the price and the specs and get your get your thoughts, babies. All right. So first up, this game will be available for 49 dollars on Steam in the Epic Game Store. Uh, with God of War Steam page already being active for players who want to pre-order ahead of that January release. Uh, PC features listed include... High fidelity. That's for you, JP. Graphics, <laughs> including 4K resolution, DLSS, and reflex support for higher frame rates and sharper graphics, and ultra widescreen support. Uh, with all that being said, is anyone surprised?
3: Ooh, you know what? I, I think uh, after three years, this move makes a lot of sense. Like, it was a PlayStation exclusive for three years steam and like pc epic game store etc is already or is finally getting it i should say and i mean i like that they're upping the graphics to somehow make it look even better than it did on the ps4 um i gotta say this i also i love them dropping the price though ten dollars seems a little it, it feels like it should be cheaper than that but oh well i don't know i think this is awesome is this the remake that they did or like remaster or whatever this, or is this like the original? This is God of War like the newest God of War that is currently out. Yes. Like okay, with boy, boy and all <laughs> boy. the Norse all the Norse stuff. This is the this is a new God of War. Okay, and is this the first time that God
1: of War has left the uh PlayStation home? Um I can fact check it really quick,
3: but I believe so.
1: Fact checker.
3: Checker. um yeah i'm not seeing anything about other god of wars available on pc so i think this is the first time interesting interesting think we'll see some broken playstations over it uh you know we always we always talk about this i think everyone that was going to blake blake uh break their playstations uh has already broken them uh from the horizon zero dawn
1: <laughs> Look, we've only got a limited number of, of PlayStations <laughs> we can break. We have to save them for
3: especially
2: hype occasions. <laughs> Bunch of monsters.
3: <laughs> so I uh I'm not expecting anything, but you know, I fingers crossed we get to see some people freak out. It's always nice at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to see a spaz or two on Twitter, you know.
2: <laughs> I am Wholeheartedly think this is a very successful strategy. Like you still want to have a PS5, you still want to have God of War on it, um because guess what? You can buy God of War for ten dollars on a PS5. Ooh, can't beat that. So if you can't do that, I mean, granted, PS5 is five hundred dollars. If you already have a PC, which is a thousand dollars plus, and you want to get a PS5 or you want to play a PS5 exclusive, just wait three years and you may get a chance at that. I think that's an all right, like you know, compromise. Like, is it perfect? No, but I think. Everybody wins here.
3: Yeah, I I mean, it, it doesn't feel like a super win because again, this game is three years old now, but it is still one of the best games that came out for the PS4, if not the best game that came out for the PS4. So having it finally come to PC so more people can experience it, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's nice that Sony is at least sharing
1: some of their IPs. I don't
2: know if they would ever call it sharing, but they're trying to they're trying to <laughs> double <laughs> dip in the market. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. <laughs> yeah 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 with all that being said i mean like i think this is pretty blunt force uh we have all played god of war except for you czar do you think you'll pick it up uh i might actually
1: if it drops in price i i think you're right peaches i think 50 bucks is a little steep for that old of a game but yeah
0: its it'll still, probably go on
3: a steam sale that's the thing if for we yeah, i definitely will go on a steam sale but it is also one of the best games I have ever played, story-wise, gameplay-wise, the whole nine yards. Like, this is definitely one of the best games that has ever been made. That's true, that's true. And I do need to work
1: on my Steam achievables because as as Peaches and I were talking about before the podcast, it is the only reason you play games. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta collect the
3: achievements. Yep, yep.
2: Uh, you guys are ridiculous. I hate achievements. <laughs>
3: So, um, God of War to Switch win. Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> Don't test me, boy. <laughs> that's pretty bad, but you got the point. Yeah, I'm thinking of what you're putting down. It's hard to emulate that iconic voice, you know?
2: Yeah, I was really proud that Sony apparently delayed God of War Ragnarok because the guy couldn't, like, do the, the, the sorry, the guy, the Kratos voice guy wasn't able to, like, do it. So, um, yeah, that's just a little random tidbit
3: christopher judge yeah like and also he was super upset with uh god of war ragnarok he didn't want to do it because the director from god of war left and like he straight up did not want to do god of war ragnarok without him but the old uh, game director is like hey this new guy coming in is great you're gonna love it you know you don't need me there to do it so right and the studio like even still stood behind christopher judge despite all that so I, i mad respect on all ends there yeah You got to love that little attention to detail. I just I love that, like, you know, Christopher one that Christopher Judge was so attached to the game director from the original God of War that, you know, he was willing to stop doing God of War for him. And also that the new God of War uh, or the old God of War game director was like, hey, this new one that's coming in is also great. I'm just I just want to move in a different direction like it's just it's, it's a very cool story on all ends
2: right I thought that was like it's not like a Santa Monica thing where like they'd usually like new game new director like they've kind of been pretty consistent on that
3: I mean it's not like Santa Monica forced him out I think he just didn't want to do it you know
2: no yeah that's what I'm like, again I thought like I thought like for each I don't know I, I have to look it up It'll probably be a different time but anyway um you guys ready to uh, any any final thoughts before we move on to the next article
1: I think it's neat. Um, And I think this next one, that looks like a Peaches article. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on here.
3: Oh, this is is a Peaches one for sure. This thing is fresh, all right? This is like two-day-old news, all right? Ooh, it's hot. Yeah. So, as you all know, Stardew Valley is one of my favorite games of all time. And the creator of Stardew Valley, Concerned 8, has just released on YouTube a new announcement for his uh, game, Haunted Chocolatier. So, getting into the article <laughs> I don't even a know bit. what to make of that <laughs> title. <laughs> I I love the direction that this looks like it's going in. But, coming from NPR and Nell Clark, the creator of Stardew Valley announces his new spooky game, Haunted Chocolatier. Today in gaming news, pixelated ghosts who carry artisan chocolates they're part of a new just announced game Haunted Chocolatier forthcoming from the one man studio that's not true anymore actually I should correct NPR on that one he is a six man team now which is still very small but he does have some more people working for him but forthcoming from the studio behind the cult gaming darling Stardew Valley Eric Barone who works under the alias Concerned Ape announced Thursday that the game was in development releasing a trailer and several colorful screenshots details on the project are scarce but the gameplay video shows a mysterious castle filled with moody lighting and a chocolate shop attended by little ghost employees shaped like bonbons carrying actual chocolate bonbons over their heads that's adorable I mean Stardew Valley is just adorable on its own anyways but I, that's the game where your grandparents inheritance gets you laid right uh, I mean essentially you know you, okay. you go to okay. uh, your, your grandpa not your grandparents just your grandpa leaves you his farm in Stardew Valley and you try to, you know, fuck everyone in town. If you want. If you're so inclined. God
2: damn it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference to last week's episode. (laughs) Is this a theme? (laughs) You know, I think the one question on our mind is will we be able to fuck everyone in town in this new haunted chuck tier game? And the details, as they said, are scarce on it. But I am confident that... We will be able to fuck. Well, I, I watched this trailer, too, and I, I, I second
1: that motion. Um, there was at least flirting and, and romance options.
3: Ah, Classic. And you know what? I'm also excited <laughs> that eventually like Stardew Valley released multiplayer very late for its game. And I hope that in the development cycle of this game, multiplayer becomes accessible way earlier on than it did at Stardew Valley. What do you think the multiplayer would comprise of? Like, what would you do? Same as you did in Stardew Valley, you know, you and your buddies all live, you know, in a a, a chocolate factory, like just like you on the old one. You lived in on a farm, a lot of land together. And Apparently haunted work. by the ghosts of bonbons. Well, and like also, this game has kind of dungeoning mechanics, where you know you go to a dungeon to collect resources to bring those resources back to your farm to build better things to make you have more efficient chocolatiering. Um, I think it's going to have a similar gameplay loop, but, you know, it's going to have fresh mechanics. It's going to have updated graphics, but, you know, there's a certain charm to that pixelated graphic style that Stardew Valley and this game is going to have. I have so many thoughts on this, but um, I'm going to stop interrupting everybody and turn it over to you guys. What do you think of Haunted Chocolatier from what we've seen so far?
2: I... I'm glad that you are excited. And I don't care. This is honesty's
1: the best quality. <laughs> not right now it isn't. This is I'm I'm kinda with with you, Zach. Um it's not really for me, but it definitely looked charming. It definitely looks like Stardew Valley, uh, with a twist. And I'm really happy you're
3: happy, Peaches.
2: See, Chaz. we're all here um, for you, boo boo.
3: I'm about to go over there and slap the shit out of both of you. You guys better start getting more (laughs) excited for this.
1: I mean, I do like the spooky season, and I do like chocolate, so that's
3: a good combination. It is Stardew Valley, with the premise of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, minus the golden ticket and that old, lazy, piece of shit Grandpa Joe. I don't know. I think this is... it, It makes so much sense for the, you know them to do this like it's it's the most sensical follow up to the Stardew Valley game and honestly like just with all the updates that it looks like it's adding like it's taking Stardew Valley and building on it with a lot of different things and it kind of sucks that we won't have a release date on this for a while but from the looks of it I'm willing to wait as long as it takes because Stardew. I got 500 hours or so in Stardew Valley like maybe more and Whoa. I That's think, impressive. <laughs> uh, you know, impressive, disappointing, fun. You know, it's, it, it, you know, it bounces between a lot of emotions when you think about it. But I'm very excited for this game. I think it's going to be great. And this is definitely going to be one of the ones to look out for in the upcoming, well, in the distant future. Love it. Love everything about it.
1: It did look charming. Look out for it soon, everybody. Well, All right. Zard, do you want to take this uh, this last main article? I can do that. So this one is all about Xbox, which I love. And it's about the Xbox Game Pass subscription and how Microsoft doesn't think it's making as much money as it should be. And this is coming to us from Axios.com written by Steven Totillo,
3: Totillo? I think one of those it's, two. I think it's Totillo. Um, just because there's not two ls if it was two ls I'd think it's totillo. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking so well one of those is hope. thanks, Stephen. Right. <laughs>
1: so this is a financial filing report um, and this is for the time period of 12 months that ended on June 30th of 2021. Uh, Subscriber growth for Microsoft's signature gaming service, Xbox Game Pass, was slower than the company had hoped for in the past year. Um, By the numbers, Game Pass subscriber growth was up by 37%. But the company had set a 48% growth goal, so they didn't make it. But I mean, that's still really good. (laughs) Um, And furthermore, the company's prior fiscal year, which ran from mid-2019 to 2020, uh, that sub count was up 86%, exceeding the target of 71%. But that was the mid-high point of COVID, so that was to be expected that they saw such a huge growth. This we we read articles about this all the time. And this is one of those situations where it's not that Microsoft is doing bad. They're just not doing as good as they want. And, you know, for a multi million billion dollar company, that's not too bad.
2: Yeah. So I'm in the opinion that, hey, like this is pretty silly. I mean, it's nice to have growth goals, but you're a multi-billion dollar company. Um, you're growing. And it's always annoying when they overthink things that are working well. They try and fix problems they don't have, um, which it, it leads to a problem that usually gets over-engineered than just solved, in my opinion. But maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. So we'll see. What? When have you been wrong? Thank
1: you. You get it. That's that's fair. We don't have documented proof of Zach being wrong. You can't you can't listen otherwise. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my two cents. What do you guys think? Let me let me modify my question. Um, do you think, like, if they set a goal of 37% growth, like, do you think that's really, really good considering the circumstances from the previous year? Or like, do you think they were just shooting themselves
3: in the foot with too high of expectations here. I would have to say that forty-eight percent isn't a—it's uh, not a bad target, right? Especially considering I what think they that's saw at the very, high, personally. It's high, but I mean, look at how much growth Game Pass had just last year, right? And yeah, I mean, but that was COVID. It. I mean, you say that was COVID. We're still in COVID, baby. There is no change. Sh- we are twenty twenty <laughs> yes. plus ten months. We're just busier, so. I mean, I think it's not the worst thing to, like, you know, shoot for 48. I think that's a it's a high but reasonable goal. Ending up at 37% is fine, though. Like, let's be real. like If they're actually upset about this, like, if people are you know, in, the, like, a fucking boardroom and, like, angrily pointing at a, a sales chart talking about how 37% isn't enough, I think that's where you just gotta play the world's smallest violin. <laughs> it's
1: playing for you, Microsoft.
3: But yeah, like I, I I know I've seen some hot takes of like people saying that, you know, Game Pass is gonna start, you know, going down and like, you know, we you're, you're gonna see start seeing like negative growth. But let's be real here. This is like This is fine. They are they are so, so fine. Yeah. And And I I can't imagine that Game Pass is going to stop growing.
0: No,
1: I I agree. I don't think they will. But I mean, like, I got to think about it this way. We have talked about on this podcast time and time again, that Game Pass is one of the best deals in video games ever, like just ever. And that already has an astronomically large subscriber count. And so for them during the year of COVID to go from their really high count up a further 86%, and then looking at the next year, they want to grow their subscriber count by an additional 50% of what they have. This is arbitrary, but there's a limited number of people on the planet. And eventually that number is not gonna be able to keep growing that large. And there's an even smaller pool of people that, you know, have access to consoles and these kinds of services. Like that's a lot of people. This is a lot of numbers. And so when I think about it that way, I I, I just think they're just foolish to try to achieve that.
2: Yeah. I just think it's the rich get richer. That's all they're trying to do. Super annoying.
3: Yeah. And you know what i think what the like in their dream scenario it's not that everyone in the world has game pass i think their dream scenario is that like upwards of like 80 to 90 percent of people that have an xbox have game pass is their dream scenario and i think there's like what a hundred some million as of my google search from status dot com says back checked again you're welcome
2: That, checker. that sounds pretty
3: low. Two and two in one episode. Um, there's a hundred million monthly active users um, as of December 2020. So I think they probably want you know like 80 million of those people using Game Pass and like you know them just raking it in off of those guys.
1: I'm gonna be real with you boys. I've got damn near a 15 year, 10 year with with
3: Xbox and I still don't have Game Pass. You're ridiculous. I thought you had Game Pass, but you like were getting it for free with like some exploit.
1: Yeah, but I dropped down to the regular gold service because it's 12,000 points for a month of Game Pass, but it's only 8,000 points for a month of gold. That's too many games for me right now, but you know, <laughs> if maybe if I win a sweepstakes or something and get Game Pass for life, I'll get on that. Right now, it's just, it's a little too expensive. And a little too overwhelming
3: you make some business cards and start throwing them into Microsoft Bulls That's like that's like saying Netflix is too expensive There's too many movies to binge. That's actually fair I I can't have any arguments that I mean there is there is something to be said about having like too much selection How many times have you guys opened Netflix scrolled for half an hour then decided on nothing buddy, buddy 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 buddy
2: I I have my entire switch backlog. Trust me no I get it. I open up my, like, I look (laughs) at my, my, uh, used game column and I'm just sitting there like, I'm gonna go play Pokemon Unite or Smash Bros. (laughs) (laughs) I am the worst kind of gamer and I know it. But I'm just saying, like, you're, you're complaining about a problem that isn't a problem, you know? It's like when
1: you, you got, fruit from the store, and it's just slowly dying and rotting as it watches you put pizza rolls into your freezer time and time again.
3: Yeah, sure. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds about right. Except, uh, I don't know, do games expire? I I probably should go check on my Switch cartridges, because if they do, I mean, those things are... ass.
2: That's going to be a gaming hot topic one day, because I'm sitting here staring at my digital Switch library, and I think... I might fucking cry if something bad goes on. You know what I mean?
1: Like if you just suddenly lost
3: access. Oh, like if you lose like your digital library.
2: Like where like the Wii shop has gone down, the 3DS shops going down eventually. We're sitting here like I put a lot of money into this digital shop. And then they're talking about the uh, the next one being like all digital or whatever, which kind of makes sense for a handheld platform because cartridges are fucking expensive um, and SD cards aren't as expensive anyway okay yeah that's totally side tangent you guys want to keep going
3: i know i guess this kind of brings me to my next thought is like uh nintendo and now will have a game pass equivalent for themselves coming up here shortly right um i technically so? i
2: know but yes technically yes i'll take
3: that i don't see so, why it wouldn't be like i'm not saying you're wrong I don't know, like between Sony and Nintendo how well do you think like those two subscription game libraries I don't know what you want to call them um, will compete with the Xbox Game Pass like do you think they have any shot or do you think that like Game Pass kind of just owns the market right now I don't think they're trying to
1: accomplish the same goals I was going to say like I don't know how to I don't know I mean I think you could compare them I'm just not drawing much of a comparison because I, I don't see any other subscription service trying to achieve what Game Pass
3: is doing. Hmm. But I might be wrong. I feel like uh, after seeing the success of Game Pass, a lot of people are going to try to copy it, you know? yeah. I, I mean, I, if if they're not trying to copy that success, then I don't know what the fuck PlayStation is doing, adding stuff to their weird version of Game Pass all the time. Yeah, but they got the exclusives, so they're fine. Sure, but I mean, you know, mo money's mo money, right? Mo money, definitely. I mean, look, these these are like billion dollar companies. I don't think they're gonna scoff at a extra hundred million. Now, if it was like if it was like thirty dollars, yeah, they they would spit on thirty dollars. But you know, like a million people signing up for your Game Pass uh, service. I don't know. That's a, that's a good chunk of change for a large
1: company. Even that seems like small potatoes to Microsoft, though. A million people signing up to their service. Like, yeah, but we wanted a hundred million. I
2: mean, a million people each paying a monthly fee. That's a that's a good amount of money. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to get 30 followers on Twitch. So with that, huh? What's up with that?
3: Hey, man, I, I hate I've already followed you. I'm again, biggest fan right here. No, you're going to
1: be I'm just saying, like, I don't know how many fake accounts I can make for you, Zach, and following. Yeah. My man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think all we're right. about exhausted all, everything we can talk about with uh, Microsoft's Game Pass. Yeah. You want to move on to the quick takes? Yeah, I think but Game takes? Pass
2: will be fine. Now, let's quick take it around. <laughs> Elden Ring got delayed. I am sad. I thought it was already released.
3: Elden Ring? Elden Ring? Nah, dude. Yeah, what he said. Elden Ring is the, that's uh, like the big one that everyone was excited about for Summer Game Fest. It's remember? the Dark Souls. Right, right. The next right. from Software. And I heard this is all because someone leaked footage,
2: six seconds of YouTube footage, and that's why they it a full month.
3: <laughs> you know, a full month, actually, that's not as bad as I thought it'd be. Can we stand behind that? Uh, I mean, it's Reddit hearsay, so yeah, why not? Yeah, thanks, Reddit. Okay, well,
1: rumor is it got delayed because of a YouTube clip.
3: Well, now this take I do want to expand on a little bit more. I mean, Elden Ring got delayed. That's, you know, that's short enough. But the GTA Trilogy remaster. You guys see this? Yes. There's, There's a trilogy to this series. I thought they were all random. So it's like, I'm pretty sure they're doing GTA 3. GTA Vice City and GTA San Andreas in this remaster. Huh. And you're right. I don't know if you're waiting for me to back you up. It's so, it's so strange. Like, okay, I don't know if you guys watched the YouTube video of like the the graphics change to it. But it seems like they're kind of trying to do two things at once. Like they wanna update and like, you know, really bring the graphics into the modern era, but they also want to have have it keep that old like older graphics like charm to it and it comes out and it just looks weird like there is no normal looking character in that game i feel like you gotta pick a lane.
2: well and i heard yeah you're totally right on that one. like it's a weird art style but like most people who played those games like they just want to have the new controls and like that's what they're most excited for and they kind of like that art style but yeah i don't know um it is worth noting it's $60 game. Ooh. Of course. Of course, sounds very Rockstar. I mean, it's three GTA games. I mean, it's not like it's the worst thing. It's three GTA games. That's what I said. That when released,
1: I don't think were ever $60 themselves. Maybe um, San Andreas. I might have to fact check
2: that one. I can't fact check that one, so please do it. I don't know.
1: I only have so many Googles. I don't remember when the cut off uh, from the jump of $50 to $60 occurred
2: I oh, games have been 60 uh, since like the SNES Am I nuts?
3: Let's see, uh, $50 per copy was how much it was with, when San Andreas was released The Fact
1: Checker Hey So they're charging $10 more for all three remastered
3: Yeah, I mean, hmm uh, I'm I'm kind of in a weird spot with this, like. But are you surprised? Am I surprised that it's sixty dollars? Absolutely not. Like that—that that was never going to be a question. Yeah. Right. Right. I am disappointed because some people may say I'm hypocritical because I think that like Mass Effect was three games for sixty dollars, but I am totally fine with that price of Mass Effect because I see a lot more value in Mass Effect. But that's just me personally on this. I don't know. I just don't see that same value in, like, those GTA games. Don't get me wrong. GTA San Andreas, absolute classic game. Some would say the peak of GTA. But I do not love GTA San Andreas like I love any single Mass Effect game. That's fair. But you always were more of a Saints Row kind of guy. True. And you know what? Um, I I honestly think that if Saints Row 1 through 4, which i have actually... They've already done this, haven't they? Saints Row has already remastered and re-released all their shit. Um, not the first game, I don't think. You know what? You're right on that. But I don't know if they ever will. Saints Row 2 was the best one, anyways. So, but like, I would say the same thing for like the Saints Row, like Saints Row 1 through 4. I don't think that, like, if they remastered and re released it, it should be $60.
2: See, I think this is a silly argument. I think games are $60. Why does it matter which game is $60? That's fair. Like, I don't know. Mario Party All-Stars. 60 bucks. It's a remaster of the N64 games. Still probably going to get it. But when we're talking about Nintendo, that's I different. Mean, I, well,
1: why I think though? the
3: argument comes in like we've like, chances are most people have bought this game previously and already spent that money on it. So I don't know. Like, and it also takes less effort to do a remaster than it does to make a brand new original game. Uh. And so
2: I don't know. Tell all that to know, 2K,
3: like, who's taken more
1: than enough of my money on the same damn game over four times. Right.
2: So is Skyrim. Like, I don't know. And Skyrim still releases full price.
3: Yeah, and I shouldn't. But it's not like it's like copy paste. It works on the switch. now. I'm not saying it requires no effort. I'm saying it requires much less effort than an actual brand new. But there's still developers who put
2: effort into it. Therefore, they should be paid like everyone else.
3: Yeah, obviously. And what? What's the argument there? Like, I there's... just don't get why is $60 versus
2: $50 versus
3: $40. Like, where's the right price? Probably $40 because it requires less effort. Like these developers are st- like, they get paid the same no matter what. They're most likely being exploited. This sounds like a great answer in gaming's biggest question.
1: Because I'm, I'm, really, I'm really starting to ponder on this one. Because I'm, I'm seeing where both of you are, are coming from. And both of you are making great points. But also, you got games thrown into the mix like Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl that launched for $50 in a $60 era. And I mean, it, that just kind of goes to amount of work and amount of detail in-game. But that can also be arbitrary when you're talking about different studios like EA that'll just regurgitate sports garbage year after year and call it 60 bucks. Yep.
2: Yeah. I don't know. And I just don't know either. I, I don't know why we have to have this argument every time. Like what Final Fantasy 7 remake? It's a remake. No, it's a remaster.
3: Yeah, it's a fucking remake. So it's 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Now, like there's a difference between a remake and a remaster, though. Like a re- they remade the game from the ground up. And like it's it's got new mechanics. It's like it, it's basically a brand new game using the old story.
1: This could be a fun segment and idea where not... we just pitch video game ideas to each other and then we bid on how much we would pay to actually buy such a game.
2: Yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, anywho. And I'm not saying that Final Fantasy VII Remake is a remaster. And I see your point. remaster versus remake. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it with I don't know. We'll save it for gaming's host topics.
1: All right. Who wants to take
3: the upcoming game releases? Well, hold on. We also missed a... Uh, oh,
1: right, right.
3: I, I We missed a quick take that Zach wanted to put in. I don't even know what this is, so Zach's going to have to take it.
2: Everyone's yeah. favorite GBA classic. That's a joke. Um, a Dance Wars remake. Uh, I think it's called Reboot 1 and 2. It has been delayed. Kind of makes sense. They announced it in the summer direct, or the E3 direct, and we've heard literally nothing since... Um, And so it's coming. It was originally slated to come out, I think, December 3rd or maybe the next week after that. It's now been delayed to spring. And just think that's classy. No crunch, no nothing. Hopefully there. And they're just like, it's going to need more time to get polished, especially a niche title like this. You're probably only going to get one shot to hopefully revitalize that franchise. So I hope they do it right and make it as great as it can be. For people who don't know, Advanced Wars is like Fire Emblem, but with like tanks and stuff. Like that's the it's a very similar style game. Nice. So it's a GBA classic. And for some reason, it's got a pretty big art. I shouldn't say that really but it's got a cult following. And so people <laughs> like the game. And so when I saw this, I was like, neat. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it. This. There we go. And that game, since it's Nintendo, will be $60. Garen fucking G. <laughs> and that's a port of two we GBA games. We have to speculate. So. I hope it's worth it I don't know man I don't know you guys want to go to coming game releases before I (laughs) don't don't do you want to take
3: game releases Uh, because I know there's like one game in there that's gonna be your your big one thanks baby cakes
2: age of Empire oh sorry on October 28th we have the following games releasing on their respective platform Age of empires 4 coming to PC Backbone coming to PS5, Xbox Series Systems, PlayStation 4, and X-Bone. Dusk coming to Switch. Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater, coming to PS5, Xbox Series Systems, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Riders Republic coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S. Man, maybe I'll be consistent on these. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia. <laughs> And PC. Why won't you stay dead? <laughs> Roki <laughs> is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series Systems. And Voice of Cards, The Isle of Dragon Roars is coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. And those are all coming October 28th. And none of them are coming on October 29th because they're scared to go against the juggernaut that is Mario Party Superstars coming to <laughs> Nintendo Switch.
1: That is the only game coming out that day. That's Everyone funny. Everyone's scared. They're not
2: ready. They're not ready for the Halloweens. Wow!
3: It's kind of like the equivalent of a movie trying to avoid releasing the same time as an Avengers movie. Right. You just don't do
2: it. That's bad publicity. You just don't. And then uh, we'll come back to that because spoiler alert, that's a hype up game. Uh, November 2nd, Unpacking is coming to Switch and PC and World War Z is coming to Switch. With all that being said, guys, my hype up game of the week is Mario Party SuperStars! Superstars. It is a remake of Mario Party's, I think it's like one through three boards. But then they, it's kind of goofy. It's got games from like Mario Party up until the end of the GameCube era. Huh. Yeah. This is a $60 release. As a person who bought Super Mario Party back in 2018, I was really hoping that would have got some DLC with some more boards and stuff instead they decided to just take all of our complaints and make a 2.0 version um and by that i mean it's got a competent own own online where you can play with your friends you can also play with randoms and pause the game um and so basically all the stuff that we talked about with super mario party being wrong they fixed up here do you guys have any fond memories of like nintendo 64 mario parties uh fond no i I remember getting my ass kicked i never played it
1: much as a kid but as someone who bought super mario party a couple months ago i am livid about this i wanted this game
3: (sighs) oh well r.i.p czar yeah classic (laughs) czar well there is no bright side
2: Well, there's five boards. Hopefully this one has free DLC, because like Zara said, they fucking owe me. (laughs) Us, the Nintendo Collective. Uh, All I know is every time I Google Mario Party, apparently it's leaked already. So I'm sure we'll find out how people are (laughs) feeling about it. Uh, The infamous tug of war game has come back. And I love it because it's the one where Nintendo, like you got in trouble for the Palms and they got sued for it. Our Nintendo got sued for it and they had to provide gloves and settlement. And now the game's coming back with the same controls and they just added a caution.
1: (laughs) 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 Just slap a warning sticker. It's
2: fine. Nintendo be out here. Oh, that's great. Uh, I guarantee that that will get patched in the first month, maybe even before. I don't know how they'll patch it, (laughs) but that's kind of uh, not a good joke. If it's a joke and stupid, if it's not all right. Anyway, I still hype that game up because my wife loves Mario Party and it's the only game she beats me at. So we'll stick to it. Yahoo.
3: I think that was a subtle
2: flex. I always flex when I can flex. All right. I'm wearing a Derek Henry jersey <laughs> right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I think I'm ready to get out of here. about you guys? Yeah, that. I think that
1: should about do it for this episode of Game T. No JP. And
2: I cannot wait for our segment. We get to do Playtime Panic. So I hope you guys come and join us for that next one. Yeah. With that outro guy.
1: Uh, uh,
3: no one. Thank hey, you so
1: much for listening no, to this no, no, episode no, 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 of the no, game. No. Tea no. Pod. Cut.
3: cut. Dude, we're just, no one say anything. Just cut to them. Ending music. You just got your game
2: tea. I XOXO cut.
0: If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tee Podcast.